This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Good afternoon, Joyces, and welcome to another week of Joy's very own show about pets, Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home. Thank you to Leo for delivering yet another morning of musical goodness and fantastic interviews, and to Jake for keeping us up to date with the news. I'm Sam, and joining me in the studio this week for our 2015 Christmas Appeal special is our regular Pets Aloud co-host and fundraising Administration Manager at the Lost Dogs Home, Sharon Elliott. Sharon, welcome back to Pets Aloud. It's been a little while since we've had you on. It has, yeah. You kept me hanging around, but it's good to be back, so thank you. <laughs> Having you come on, it was like dangling a carrot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You made me wait, but, you know, it's all good to go now. Good things come to those who wait, particularly for us having you back on the show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, you want to... Yeah, give us a bit of an update on what this show, this week's show is going to be about. Yeah, well, we've, um, you know, we see lots of animals come into our mm. home and whether they've been just wandering uh, a bit from home or they've been surrendered or you know, even worse, experienced neglect or been abandoned. And lots of them are sadly actually born on the streets. But whatever their situation, uh, no animal deserves to face Christmas alone, unloved and uncared for. Sadly, though, thousands of animals will be brought into the home this Christmas, having nowhere else to go. Many of these animals will have faced unknown dangers and suffering after having to fend for themselves. And each one of these animals or a majority of these animals will need our care and support in order to go on to find their new forever families. Now, it's only through the generous support of our donors that we can continue to help these dogs and cats that need us. And, and throughout, uh, sorry, throughout Pets Aloud today, we'll be telling you how you could help us make a difference. Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Also coming up on our Christmas Appeal special today, we're going to introduce you to loving Bull Arab Cross and personal favourite, I think, of Sharon and myself, Ben, and get an update from shelter manager Alisa on how Ben's doing today. And we'll also be hearing from Dr. Alan Bolton about some of the programs that we have at the Lost Dogs Home, which benefit from your generous donations. On top of everything else that's going on at the home at the moment, December is also National Pet ID Month. And we'll be talking about why it's so important for pet owners to make sure their pet's contact details are up to date in the lead up to the festive season. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. The Pets Allowed News Wrap. A look at the news of the week from the Lost Dogs Home. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Now, this last week has been a challenging time for the home and our staff with reports around the use of medication on dogs within the home's behaviour program. Today, in place of our regular news wrap, we wanted to take the opportunity to respond to some of the claims that have been raised. The, the last 12 months has been a period of great change at the home. In response to public feedback, we've worked to review our existing programs, which has included our behaviour programme, as well as introducing new ones, which aim to achieve the best possible outcomes for the dogs and cats in our care. 
Earlier this year, we were lucky enough to welcome a veterinary behaviourist to our behaviour department. She has been able to further help develop our behaviour programme and offer even more support to dogs with very severe behavioural issues, which at time includes the use of medication in combination with a training programme. Dogs at the home are not sedated. A select few have severe anxiety are given anti-anxiety medication, always under veterinary supervision, and this is always done in conjunction with a training programme. At the current time, we've got 181 dogs at the home, of which 18 are in the care of our behaviour behavior programme. Of these, nine of them are on medication. Without a doubt, the welfare of the animals in our care is always our utmost priority. Staff at the home do, do all they can to achieve the best for them. This includes enrichment programmes, regular walks and time out of their pens. They get quality interaction and plenty of affection from staff and from volunteers. The dogs at the home are walked daily, either by one of our amazing volunteers or by a member of staff. They're not left in their pens for days on end without being walked. The group walking programme for the dogs has been postponed for now, but this may be reviewed as part of our overall enrichment programme for some dogs in our shelter. However, we must make sure that appropriately matched dogs are chosen to be walked. Sorry, the moment appropriately matched dogs are be chosen to walk in pairs by volunteers off-site, and they do enjoy group exercise time in an exercise yard. However, the reason for postponing the walking group was it was felt that the dogs in a behaviour programme really needed to be getting the full attention from walkers to ensure we're giving them the best possible chance of rehabilitating their problem behaviours. Many of the challenging behaviours resulting from anxiety include behaviours like rushing or barking at people and other dogs walking past. Sometimes these dogs are highly aware, so it's important that walkers remain focused to set them up for success in their learning and responding with the right behaviour, rather than have those poor behaviours reinforced when people are not concentrating. And uh, we ha- obviously we arrange different programmes depending on what, what the animals are in for. Our stray dogs will get uh, planned exercise. Those held up for adoption will get different levels of exercise and walking because they're at different levels of the behavioural training. Uh, but I as, as, just want to reiterate that they all get daily walks. Some of it is off-site, some of it is of our exercise yard. Uh, and dogs in the behaviour programme do get off-site walking. And also, just to let you know that our, the, all the pens at the home are kept extremely clean by our staff. Our attendants work really hard to ensure feces are picked up as soon as possible. There will, of course, inevitably be some periods of time between an animal toileting and a staff member being aware and taking action to clean the pen. But the comfort of our animals is always at the forefront of everything we're doing absolutely so there was um a fair amount of information contained in the article that went um went up and um obviously this response covers quite a fair bit of it however if anyone out there does have any questions in regards to um things that have been published over the last week or even just general questions in regards to our programs and services available at the home and what we're doing to help dogs and cats in need um you can call the the home you can call out to our north melbourne shelter on 93292755 or even email us info at dogshome.com now on to a, a totally different note we're going to raise the curtain on this week's pet of the week this week's pet of the week 
pet of the week is the delightful Sammy, who is a personal favourite of both Sharon and myself, who made quite a big impact during our human walking program. Didn't he? He, he did. He's, he's beautiful. I actually call him Sammy the Shave Samoyed. He doesn't look quite how you'd expect a Samoyed to no. look at the moment. No. Um, but he's still stunning, I think, even with the clip. Mm. And I, I can only imagine what he's going to look like when his hair all fully grows Absolutely. Back. So Sammy did come into the home with a severely matted coat and a skin condition, which required treatment from our grooming department and vet care as well. So that's why if you do look at him on the website, he is a little bit... Not what you would expect from a Samoyed. He's also 10, so he's um, he's a senior dog, but he has so much energy. Like at the um, human walking program, he was always the one that kind of did did the lap and would come back and he was ready for more. He was he was really, really happy to be out and about. Very, very friendly, beautiful dog. Absolutely. Well, yeah, nobody's told him he's 10. I have to admit, when I first met him, before he was up for adoption, I actually asked whether he was a puppy. So <laughs> that, that's his demeanour. He's just yeah. a beautiful boy. He's just such a lovely, lovely dog. So Sammy's available from our North Melbourne shelter. His animal ID is 928316. Um, we will repeat that at the end of the show as well but if you did miss the id number or just want further information how to adopt you can look for semi on our website dogshome.com you can also contact our north melbourne shelter on 9329 2755 or visit in person at 2 gracie street north melbourne now, this Christmas, thousands of animals will be brought into the home having nowhere else to go. Many of these animals will also need our care and support, which is made possible by the generosity of public donations. Coming up, we're going to talk about how important these donations are to ensure the day-to-day operation of the home. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. You're tuned in to Pets Aloud and the Lost Dogs Home Christmas Appeal Special on Joy 94.9. Joining me throughout the program today is Sharon, Fundraising Administration Manager at the Lost Dogs Home. Sharon, thanks again for joining me today in the studio. Ah, thank you for having me back. It's great, to ha- it's great to have you in here, particularly, you know, so close to Christmas. It's such a good vibe. Now, whether they've wandered too far from home, been surrendered, experienced neglect and abandonment or born in a... Born? Born on the streets as a stray, no animal deserves to face Christmas time alone, unloved and, un- and uncared for. Now, Sharon, you've worked at the home for a while now. Can you tell us why Christmas is, is such a busy time for us? Yeah, it's a variety of reasons um, and some of them quite different reasons. It's a time when puppies that generally get bought, say, earlier in the year or during the holidays have reached maturity mm. and if they haven't been properly trained or socialised, they can now become quite a problem. So we see a lot of surrenders for reasons like that. Um, it's also it's party season, lots mm. of fireworks and things, so lots of lost animals coming in. Um, and, and sadly, some animals just abandoned because it's too hard to find accommodation for them um, along with our standard reasons and also we get a huge influx of kittens at this time of year yeah uh, kitten season is really in in full full swing and there are literally thousands of, yeah. of mums and kittens coming through our doors yeah, we do have a lot of pregnant cats coming in as well so you know they'll come in pregnant already and, exactly. and then give birth in the home so not only then will we have one cat we'll have Multiple cats. Exactly. With one cat that comes in. That, so that's right. So, yeah. Reality. We'll like have our, um, you. Uh, like our, one of our staff members at the moment is fun, um, fostering 
eight kittens i think yeah exactly exactly so yeah so you have desperately sort of finding places and to go you can guarantee this time of year that every condo will be full and uh, there'll be overflow cat rooms set up all around the place absolutely now regardless of the time of year we do continue to see surrendered animals come through our doors even at christmas now you mentioned just before about surrenders but what what is why is this why 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 would people surrender a pet they surrender one of the main reasons is behavioral issues Mm -hmm. an untrained dog particularly a larger one can be very Mm -hmm. difficult to manage or they may start to get a bit aggressive if they've not been properly trained um people just may not have the patience to to get that far with them they may have had a change in circumstances with their finances uh you know pets are not cheap and need proper care so uh, a financial drop can be a reason to surrender an animal they may have had a breakdown in a relationship and just be unable to to keep the animal or take them to the new home um, because we do also have a lot of issues with landlords um, either people have, have taken in a pet and mm. been discovered by their landlord or or people have maybe living somewhere where they do have uh, permission or in their own home and have to move to a different rental property and can't find a landlord to take them on um, sometimes people don't feel able to take their pets into state with them yeah. uh, or, or even moving overseas Uh, and also there is still sadly a misconception that having animals and children doesn't always work together Um, I have four kids and lots of animals (laughs) so I can vouch but but, uh, you know it is still an education thing that we need to help people understand they can cohabit very happily Mm -hmm. very much so now something that is really important to the home which we are talking about throughout today's show is donations Um, you know there's a lot of misconceptions around that sort of get asked where do donations go but how do donations to the home help dogs and cats in our care well basically they help them immensely um there we get no support um, from the government Mm -hmm. so we do have council contracts uh, and those cover lost animals but any unclaimed or surrendered animals we basically all their care is via our fundraising and via our donations so that covers all their veterinary care behavioral training medicare anything they need and putting into the adoption program and our adoption fees cover very little of our spend Mm. stay tuned because coming up we will tell you the ways that you can help care for lost and abandoned animals this christmas and we also do have a couple of interviews that go a little bit further to what sharon was just talking about as to where donations go to help dogs and cats in need now with painful lacerations all over the back of his legs and neck along with damage to his left eye bull arab cross came Ben, there we go, Bull Arab Cross Ben, came into the home needing a lot of TLC. Today he's spending his days in his new forever home. Coming up, we're going to tell you a bit more about this big softie. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. You're tuned into Pets Aloud and the Lost Dogs Home Christmas Appeal special on Joy 94.9. Uh, Each and every day our shelter staff see a range of cases come through our doors. Cases like Ben, who's a very loving Bull Arab Cross, who came into the home in July this year needing emergency medical treatment for some terrible injuries. Ben came in with painful lacerations all over the back of his legs and neck, but what was more concerning was the damage that had been done to his eye. His vision was greatly impaired and it was clearly causing him a huge amount of discomfort. The injury was so bad that one of our vets, Dr. Brian Oon, had little choice but to actually remove Ben's eye. Once his surgery was over, Ben began to spend time with the home shelter team and this gentle guy loved nothing more than having cuddles with pretty much everyone in the team he was very well he is very very popular he was incredibly smoochy and gentle for such a big dog and he is a 
big dog. But we did notice that he was a little startled by sudden movements, suggesting that perhaps he wasn't always treated with a kind hand before he came into the home. To ensure he was given a comfortable and nurturing environment in order to make a full recovery, he went into foster care with Elisa. With Elisa, Ben had got a huge property to explore and plenty of room to stretch his very long legs. During his time in foster care, Elisa developed such a strong connection to Ben that she took the step from foster carer to adopter. And today, Ben is settling into his new forever home with Elisa. Earlier this week, I caught up with Elisa to see how Ben's going in his new home. you to Ben in the first place? It was definitely his full body wiggle, so whenever greeting Ben, he was quite calm, but his bottom would nearly touch his head, he was that excited to see you. But he's still all, all four feet on the ground. And that was anyone, it wasn't just me, it was happy to see anyone. So it's a very friendly dog. Yeah, and that was despite his obvious injuries. He's just such a big baby. So he's a he's a, a really large dog, but gentle and so affectionate. And I also love that he's independent and, and social. So he, although we have a strong connection, he, he also is happy to um, go and switch up to other people, which which I really love. Ah, oh, yeah, he's settled in. Yeah, <laughs> he's well and truly settled in. He, he loves it. He's he is definitely at home. So burns around the yard, a bit like a greyhound, actually. It's really strange to watch. In a couch potato kind of way or in, like, an energised kind of way? In, the, in his running style. <laughs> you wouldn't expect it because he's such a large dog. And after that, yeah, he's, he's definitely a couch potato and happy to snuggle up on the couch. shelter manager at the Lost Dogs yeah. North Melbourne shelter. So you see firsthand day in, day out where donations from the public go. How important are those donations to helping dogs like Ben? They are so important. For Ben, he has had at least four surgeries and that wouldn't be possible without our generous donors. Uh, you know, they, those surgeries that, that require vets and vet nurses and, and medication and a lot of aftercare. And also there's, from the foster aspect, that's uh, food and, and ongoing medication as well. There's so many ways that the, the donations count. And, and he actually spent time in our behaviour program as well. So that's funded by donations and it's a really important part of his development because he was so scared of dogs when he came, came to us and um, he's come a long way thanks to our behaviour department. So that was our North Melbourne shelter manager and Ben's adopter, Elisa, talking about how generous donations from the public help the home care for dogs like Ben. Ben represents just one of the 26,000 dogs and cats who come through our doors each and every year. Like Ben, some will need surgery and ongoing care that is only made possible by your sheer generosity, sorry, the sheer generosity of those who donate to the home. And you can help now by calling our fundraising team on 8379 
4429 or online by visiting dogshome.com and just remember please every dollar does really count and we really appreciate the generosity so just to give you a bit of an idea of where fundraising money can go a gift of $25 will assist us in providing a nurturing foster home for a dog or cat including all the medicine food and supplies they'll need to regain their health and confidence and a wonderful $50 will help us pay for life-saving surgical treatment like that received by Ben after he arrived at the home in such a terrible state. And an even more generous $100 can help run our behaviour rehabilitation and enrichment programs that quite simply turn lives around. And our fundraising team are all on standby. They love to be kept busy, so make sure you're keeping them busy, please, and call them now. From femur repair to desexing, the shelter medicine team see a great range of different medical cases on a daily basis. Up next, we get more information about the shelter medicine department and find out how public donations help the team care for sick and injured animals. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. The Lost Dogs Home has a number of different programs and services in place to help dogs and cats in need. Some animals coming through our doors may need help from a number of different areas within the home before they can then go on to find their new home. However, without your support, we will not be able to provide these services to dogs and cats in need. One area interacting with a number of dogs and cats on a daily basis is our shelter medicine department. This week, I caught up with Dr. Alan Bolton to find out more about the shelter medicine department and how public donations are essential to ensure the department's ongoing operation. One area that benefits from public donations is shelter medicine. Joining me now to talk about shelter medicine at the Lost Dogs Home is Dr. Alan Bolton, Senior Veterinarian at the Frank Samuels Veterinary Clinic and Pets Aloud presenter. Alan, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. (laughs) Now, can you tell me a bit about what shelter medicine is and and the work that they do? At the Lost Dogs Home, there are really two parts to that. So when when most dogs come to us, we have to hold them for an eight-day period to allow their owners to reclaim them. Um, during that period, we have to assess them to make sure that they're healthy when, when they come in and they arrive with us. And we have to give, I guess, fairly basic first aid treatment to deal with any conditions that they might have when they come in with. And we also have to make sure that we get them vaccinated and treated for fleas and worms as appropriate. So that's what we do during the eight-day period. At the end of the eight-day period, we obviously we assess the dogs and cats in our care and any that are any who are suitable for adoption, we obviously have to desex and provide the, the appropriate treatments. The eight-day period, all the work that we do during that is, is really funded by the fees that we get from councils. But after the eight-day period, anything that we do to care for an animal or prepare it for adoption has to be funded by, either by donations or by our adoption fee. And we know that our adoption fee really just covers the most basic of treatments. And what types of things... You talk about the period after the eight days. What types of things are public donations then spent on in the shelter medicine area? Well, I guess it's really everything that those dogs and cats go through while they're still with us. And, I mean, if I think about some cases from yesterday, we had a dog who had to have an eye removed because of an old injury that hadn't been treated. Um, We've got a little chihuahua today who is quite elderly. She's got a little mammary tumour, so we'll take that off. Um, She also needs a dental. We had a dog yesterday who came in. He had 
previously had surgery to repair a broken jaw, um, so he had some screws and wires in his jaw. His jaw has healed, we've x-rayed that to make sure, but the screws and wires are starting to cause a problem, so we've got to take those out um, before he can go up for adoption. So I guess those cases show that the shelter medicine team will get a range of different cases running from desexing surgery which happens on older dogs yep. that come through or cats that come through that aren't desexed all the way through to obviously more complicated stuff like you know orthopedic work absolutely we have to deal with whatever we come in with and i think it's worth people may you know look at the website and see you know a surprising number of one-eyed dogs and cats or maybe three-legged dogs and cats and i think it's really important to remember that a lot of these conditions that these animals present with have been there for some time so often the fractures we're faced with we can't really repair them because they've, they've just been there too long or injuries haven't been treated appropriately so really we just have to resort to salvage procedures so it's really on a case-by-case basis it's on a case-by-case basis yeah Absolutely. now is the shelter medicine service at the home something that could continue on without the donations from the public? Absolutely not. So, as I've mentioned, our the, f- the fees that we receive from the councils we work with are really just there to look after the dogs and cats during their eight-day quarantine period, um, and our adoption fees go nowhere near to covering the even the most basic treatments that those dogs and cats receive. So, donations are absolutely essential for the work that we do and obviously we're very very grateful for all donations alan thanks so much for having a chat today about shelter medicine you're welcome so that was our senior veterinarian at the frank samways veterinary clinic dr alan bolton talking about how your donations help the home to run vital programs and services like the shelter medicine department Thousands of animals will be brought into the home this Christmas, having nowhere else to go. Like Ben, who we mentioned earlier in the show, many of these animals will have faced unknown dangers and suffering after having to fend for themselves. Each one of these animals need, will need our care and support in order to go on to find for their new forever families. So please keep our fundraising team busy and call them now on 83794429 or online by visiting dogshome.com. Remember, every dollar generously donated really does count. And a gift of $25 will go towards the cost of crucial grooming services to remove horribly matted coats and keep... And Aviliate skin conditions like those suffered by our very own pet of the week, Sammy. And a wonderful $50 will help pay for life-saving surgical treatments like those received by Ben after he came into the home with his horrific injuries. And an even more generous $100 could help run the behaviour rehabilitation and enrichment programs that quite simply turn lives around. On a daily basis, we do see tangible differences because of your because your donations make such a difference to the lives and well-being of shelter shelter animals. Indeed. The Lost Dogs Home is a not-for-profit animal welfare organisation. We've been caring for lost, abandoned and sick cats and dogs for over 100 years and have done this with the generous support of people who have donated to us, however big or small. And just remember, come tax time, all donations of $2 and over are tax deductible and you will receive a receipt from us for, for your donation. Other ways that you can help the home this Christmas, um, if if you are in a position where you can't donate money to the home, um, food, toys, blankets, towels, winter coats, wool bedding are all things that we need year-round pretty much in order to, you know, particularly wool bedding, if it's not something we use in summer, it's definitely something we go through a lot during winter. Um, Volunteer and foster care, um, you know, our volunteer and foster care coordinators work so hard to coordinate 
foster carers coming in and, and volunteers coming in to help the animals, you know, firsthand. And of course, adoption. Look to adoption. If you're looking to introduce a family, a, a pet into your family, adoption. Just consider adoption. Um, for more information about how you can help the home, you can visit our website, dogshome.com. Now, December is also a time when shelters around the country are inundated with lost dogs and cats. Sadly for some animals, their chances of being reunited with their families are decreased because they are not identified or their contact information is outdated. You're listening to a Joycast from GLB TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. Pets allowed on Joy 94.9. Lost and with no way of getting home, sadly each year pounds and shelters around the country receive thousands of lost cats and dogs whose chances of being reunited with their families are decreased because they're either not identified or as a result of -of out-of-date contact information. December is National Pet ID Month, an initiative of National Pet Register where we call on pet owners from around the country to get on top of their pet's identification in the lead-up to the busy summer months. Last year, Kevin and Kate chatted about how important keeping your pet's contact details up-to-date to ensure a quick and safe reunion. Here, Kevin is asking Kate why National Pet ID Month is in December. First question, why December? Why a whole month? (laughs) Well, we chose December because that's a time when people are really busy. Uh, We're more social in December. We're going to Christmas parties, uh, end of work functions, Christmas, going on holidays. So pets are really vulnerable to going missing at that time because we're probably leaving them alone while we're out um, for longer periods of time. And, you know, they can get bored, they can get anxious and they can escape. So it's really important that people keep their identification up to date or keep First of all, I guess, make sure that their pets are identified with a tag and a microchip and it corresponds to up-to-date contact information. So if, they, if you know, an accident does happen and your pet does go, go missing or get out, then we can, then we can re- reunite you with your pet. Excellent. And uh, look, you know, December is that busy, busy time of year as well. So it's Mm. often something that we forget. That's right. But it's something you need to be mindful of all year round, of course. But we just sort of think, you know, December's a time. One of those really really important times. Yeah. Uh, And Kate, look, more and more pet owners are microchipping. It's it's one of those things that, you know, it's the law now. So you do need to make sure that your animal is microchipped and also um, that, you know, animals that are sold have to be microchipped. So everyone that comes adopted from the lost dog's home is microchipped as well. Most states now. So if all these animals are microchipped, why are we focusing on updating contact details? I think because microchips are being small and underneath the, the, the skin of the dog, it's a data site or cat, therefore it's also out of mind, I think. so. And I, and I think because also you often get your dog or cat already microchipped, then you're probably not mindful if you haven't actually gone about and done it yourself. So we really... And people just forget about it. Like in our busy lives, if you're moving or um, you're sort of giving your dog away to someone else or you've, you know, and someone's taking ownership of that dog, yep. there's so much going on that's something that's usually overlooked so by sort of raising awareness we're hoping so people sort of stop and think oh my gosh have i have i changed my my microchip registration to include my new number or my new address and by you know asking people to stop and think hopefully they'll take action they kind of go oh wait a minute no i haven't so yeah yeah, look and this year uh, we had them last year was the first time we did these chip checker events what what exactly is a chip checker event what happens and why is it important they're incredibly busy things that's for sure because i've worked quite a few but they're fabulous and they get such a good um, reception from um, the general public and um, dog owners of course uh, it's where we actually we set up a station a chip checker station either at an event or at a dog park and we have scanners available and we have a laptop there with our database open and we just scan dogs to one check the microchip is working properly uh, and two we've keyed into the data into a, a finder um, 
app. A look up. Yeah, a look up application, and it can tell you one which um, pet, which register because unfo- there are more than one microchip registers in Australia. So it tells you which register that microchip is registered with. Yep. Uh, and then in some cases we can look it up and also check your details and read them back to you, just, and you can tell us whether they're right or wrong. And quite often, like occasionally, you know, every time I go out to one, there is a dog where the we, we can read the microchip, no problem, but it's not coming up on any register. There's no details on so that system. So therefore, there's no yeah. Oh, and that's obviously a problem. And you also find a lot of, um, I guess, change of details. So like either you know, you've acquired that dog from someone, yeah. or it's come from a breeder. Occasionally, you find that those microchip details don't get updated. That's, that's and, right. Yeah, People we forget need to, work to sort on of that. submit the paperwork, and uh, and sometimes you know, data, microchip numbers are 15 digits long. And while most of the time we scan them and they go automatically into the database, there are times when we need to key them in and you know every now and then you know a number is reversed and that and you know and that can mean that your details won't come up if your your dog is scanned that was our very own kate halter talking about why it's important for pet owners to make sure their pets details are kept up to date if you want more information about national pet id month contact national pet register the national pet register call center on 1300 reg pet It's National Pet ID Month, and coming up, we're going to tell you where you can get your pet's microchip scanned this weekend in Dog Dates. You're listening to Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Your pet's community calendar. This is Dog Dates. So, Sharon, you've got um, a bit of an update on the chip checker stations that are coming up this weekend. Indeed. Uh, we actually have uh, some chip checker events uh, confirmed for the early part of December. Now, details are as follows. Hope you've got a pen to hand. We have chip checker day, day in Hobsons Bay at Burns Reserve on Altona Road in Altona. That will be happening on Saturday, December the 5th between 9 and 12 or 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. I should clarify we also have a chip checker event for Port Phillip. Uh, that's at the Gasworks Park in Albert Park. And that will be running on Sunday, December the 6th between 9am and 12pm. Um, and the third chip checker event will be happening in Maribyrnong in the Yarraville Gardens in Yarraville. And will happen on Saturday, December the 12th, again between 9am and 12pm. Uh, if you're heading down there, please make sure to keep your dog on a lead and all cats in secure carriers on the day. There are also a number of veterinarian chip checker stations as well. So if you are wanting more information, definitely get in touch with National Pet Register on 1300 Reg Pet. Now, our second dog date for this week is the Fitzroy Vet Hospital Adoption Day, which is going to be at the Fitzroy Vet Hospital, which is at um, Scotchmas Street in Fitzroy North. um, And it will be on this Saturday, the 5th of December, between 10 and 12. Now, making a decision to adopt a pet into a family gives is a big decision and it does give a dog or a cat a second chance of finding their forever home. So this Saturday, the Fitzroy Vet Hospital with support from the Lost Dogs Home is holding a pet adoption day. Dogs and cats from the home will be available for adoption throughout the day with staff on hand to answer any questions you may have about the adoption process. For more information, you can visit the Fitzroy Vet Clinic Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Fitzroy Vet Clinic. We've also just put up a post on the Lost Dogs Home webpage or sorry, webpage, uh, Facebook page as well for that. Now, Sharon, we've come to the end of the show, but before we say goodbye, um, it is a very important week this week in the Joy community because it is Joy's 22nd birthday, so we just wanted to sing them a little song.
joy. Happy birthday. <laughs> Here's to more years. You are still very much in your youth. So, yeah, here's to many, many more years to come. So, Sharon, thank you so much for joining me in the studio today to talk about our Christmas appeal. Thank you. It's um, been a pleasure. What number should people call again if they are wanting to donate to the home um, for their Christmas appeal? They should call us on 8379-4429 or they can go online and visit dogshome.com. And just a reminder, our pet of the week for Sammy the Samoid, who's 10. His animal ID is 928316 and is available at our North Melbourne shelter to Gracie Street, North Melbourne. And Sharon, thank you again for coming in and don't forget to walk your dogs. And pat your cat. This is Pets Loud on Joy 94.9. Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.